Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I explore the world of geocaching. If you like the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcast or the Geocache Adventures Facebook page, or share it with somebody that you think would enjoy it. Word of mouth is a great way to spread the podcast. You can also join Geocache Adventures on Buy Me a Coffee. Just follow Geo Adventures. That's one word: G E O Adventures on Buy Me a Coffee and get behind the scenes on every episode or become a member to unlock other exclusive content. Hi everybody, Amy Shadow Dragon 1 here and with me is returning guest Lee Katz aka Var of Harkin. You may remember him from season 2, the Peoria Illinois Hidden History series, season 2 Caching with Team Cats where we recapped our Hannibal trip and season two giga events. He's also made appearances in season one winter caching and season three mostly live at MOGA. Welcome back. Hello, thank you for having me back. So we're going to delve today into liars caches. Yeah. And this is an interesting one because if you try to research it, it's hard to find information out there. Yeah, I even reached out to a couple of vloggers and said, have you done a video on this? Because I can't find anything. And they said, no, actually, we haven't. Guess what's coming, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah. my local my local vlogger, I, I posted this to him when I started doing the research and I never got anything back from him. So I don't know if he's going into retirement early or he's mm. considering it or he's just too damn busy. Sorry, too darn busy. I'll censor <laughs> myself. Well, let's start out with the very basics. What is a liar's cache? Traditionally, a liar's cache, notice I said traditionally, a <laughs> uh, liar's cache it was a cache posting by a cache owner where they lied about what it would take to get to it, the extremities you would have to go to, the DT rating, anything like that. And, and there's plenty of examples online with uh, dating back as far as 2011, as far as I could tell, um, where it kind of started or, or at least kind of made its big uproar. And the big thing was, was that uh, it, it exaggerated what it would take to get to this cash or what was involved with this cash, kind of making the making the argument for why you're going to find a 5-5 cache. Oh, well, you know, as as experienced geocachers, you know, 5-5 is very difficult in, in D and T rating. So, you know, basically you're either going to need a snorkel, you know, scuba gear, an airplane, something to that effect. Climbing gear. Both. Yeah, exactly. Extreme climbing gear, zip yeah. lines, that type of garbage. So people would would go to these caches expecting a grand adventure and when they get there it may be nothing more than a light post cache or a film container in a bush you know something really trivial stupid and people got a little bent out of shape over that because you know there there are some hardcore geocachers out there that oh my god i i you know I just used PTO for three days so I could trek out here on a pilgrimage <laughs> with my three other buddies to find a film canister in a bush, really, for a 5.5? Five, five? Are you kidding me? So 
they got bent out of shape. So it is eventually, in the most part, as far as I know, it's evolved into, okay, proper etiquette says that a liar's cash should be evident on the page, as in the page says, this is a liar's cash. Just, you know, you like, like the mystery cashers would say, these are not the posted coordinates uh, of the cash. The liar's cash should say something along the lines of, this is a liar's cash. It might and, even be included in the name that it's a liar's cash, depending on the cash owner that placed it. Right, right, exactly. So people have now gotten to the point where if you post that in the description, this is a liar's cash then what's expected of you now is that you have to use your imagination. One of those, you know, very, you know, seldom used TOTTs, <laughs> your imagination, and come up and spindle a, a tale that will just boggle the mind, but it's mainly entertainment value. Right. And you'll, you'll, you'll see that with the spotlighted cash today that, uh, I, I threw at you, but yeah, it's, it's gone from people really getting bent because they've devoted a lot of time and effort to this supposed five, five, because the pet cash owner stated that it was an extreme, you know, grand adventure to now it's the other way around. Cash owners are going to say, Hey, you got to go find this, but in, in finding it, you got to make up a really good tale. And by doing so, I'll give you this unforeseen, uh, let me not unforeseen, seldom seen combination of DT ratings. Okay, like a 5-1 or a 1-5, you know, you don't see those. Those help people in their, you know, fizzy grids or DT challenge, which we'll talk about that, that a little later. a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> So what type of geocache are they? I have seen ones that are traditional caches. The one that you highlighted is actually a mystery cache. Can these be any cache type? They can be any cache type. In doing my research, I found currently, you know, just as a point of reference, currently Project GC has 81 listed as having the liar in the name so it's expected that those are all liars caches and they don't even stop at the united states borders there's some in norway and finland so there's 81 of them by gc you know so it's it can go to traditional and like you said there's some in mystery i have seen one or two as a multi and it's just it can pretty much take any form except a virtual, obviously, because, you know, what can you do with a virtual? Yeah. I would say probably not an earth cache because of the strict exactly. requirements for placing those. Exactly. They have, they require the educational one, but you know what, now that I'm thinking of it, I'm wondering if there's a way to spin a liar's cache aspect of an adventure lab. Uh, I'm going to have well, to think on that one. I've got I mean, Adventure Lab credit. <laughs> well, let's see. Here's the thing. The Adventure Lab, I mean, yes. To answer your question, it has been done. 
because I, oh, lo- I have a it? local cashier around here that is, well, you're basically making an adventure out of a out of a lab cache or a you know lab adventure. So you can make it fanciful as you want. This this one uh, cashier made a, a whodunit uh, saga, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I guess if you so, have make it any kind of story, then it's kind of a liar's cache in a way. Right. I actually but made see, a couple that, of those. <laughs> but, but see, that's not that's not really not quite the same. Yeah, and it's and it's not endorsed i guess you could call it endorsed by gchq yeah meaning i mean you don't have to go through a reviewer to create uh of you know the lab caches as as it was now yeah i kind of you just basically put it out and there it is yeah i kind of think of those storyline adventure labs is kind of like a twist off of where i goes exactly yeah and 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 what what my personal my lab my my liars cash rather uh did was i used to have a a uh geocache at my previous residence called creepy crawly and those local listeners and and some not so local listeners will know what i'm talking about creepy crawly had his own name to fame and all that stuff then when I moved over to this current residence, I dropped Creepy Crawly and made Son of Creepy Crawly. Okay. So there's 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 a bit of a storyline involved between here and there. I mean, it went through some phases, but there's a storyline started. So now the Son of Creepy Crawly, which is my newest liar's cache that I played with, that basically says, like you said, it's a which way book. I want the, the I want the finder to give me a story of how the son of Creepy Crawly ends. Okay. So I mean, he gets found, obviously, but what do you have to go through to get to him? You know, and I've had everything from you know fighting a blockade of M thirty two tanks to <laughs> fighting warlocks and wizards, and it's just fanciful reading and it's really enjoyable it's whatever the imagination can create exactly that's awesome so when we're looking at the dt combos a lot of them have get listed as five five obviously you can list them as anything right but we don't actually know what the actual dt rating is till you get there Precisely. Unless somebody, unless the CEO has determined or, or described in his, you know, write-up, hey, this is an actuality of such and such, but let's make it more than that in your in your logs, you know, something along those lines. I have seen logs like that, where the guy says, you're actually going for a 1-1, or you're actually going for a 1.5, 1.5. They're usually pretty darn easy. There's probably some examples that are otherwise, but for the most part, they're usually, oh, look, I just dropped a cash. There it is. <laughs> you know, it's that easy sometimes. Yeah. From what I have heard and seen, they're typically, like you said, an LPC or guardrail, something very 
simple, mm-hmm. very, very beginner level, even what we would consider a beginner level cash or a good right. one for beginners. Right. But yeah, that DT combo and then it, that DT combo being what it is. It gets into a whole cans of worms when we start talking about challenges. Yes, it does. With the fizzy grid and even challenge caches. Yes, it does. And and quite honestly, maybe it's my naivety, but I don't understand where the big deal is. I mean, if it's if it's locked in as a five-five or a four-five or whatever the CEO decides. If it's locked into that and that fills that little quadrant of your fizzy grid or your challenge grid or whatever it is, so what? <laughs> I mean, this this is me talking. This is why I created my liar's cache. And probably the whole reason why a lot of people do the liar's caches is to give those people that are not athletically inclined a chance to get that fizzy grid accomplished. Yeah. You know, throw that through your mind for a little bit. It's not so much cheating. It's a matter of giving the person the access to get that. That's a good way to look at it because it's, it's technically not cheating because it's allowed by ground speak. Now there are those, as you may call them, hardcore cashers or purist cashers that are going to say, you can't do that. Yep. It's not allowed. And who would know the difference? And who would know the difference other than yourself? So I really feel like it's a personal thing. It, if, it goes, if you have an issue with it personally, that's your deal for your standards for yourself. And it ranks right up there with that geocacher that gets to a geocache that's an LPC. And it tells them in the description, this is an LPC. But when they get there, it's not under the skirt. It's way up there. <laughs> okay, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. So what they're going to do is they're going to log it saying found, because you know there are people out there that do, saying found, and in their log says, it was too high, I couldn't reach it. Hopefully they'll accept this as the log. And you know they send a picture to the CEO through the messages so it's not actually on the cash page yeah. saying, here it is. I found it. I see it. I just can't reach it. Give me the credit. Now, of course, it comes to the CEO to say yes or no. So same idea. It gives you the access to get that 5-5 five five without actually having to worry about going underwater, finding that you know plane underwater that has it under the dashboard, you know, which there is one like that. Yeah, you bring up a really interesting point when you look at it that way, because there are people that are just not physically able to go do such types of caches. Exactly. And if we don't have something like a liar's cache, then that completely excludes them from being able to participate in things like the fizzy grid challenge. Exactly. This gives them that leg up, as it were to getting that mainstream awareness that they can they can do this. They just need a little bit of help. Well, 
that's where our liars cash has come in they're giving them that help it's kind of like those caches that i have heard of out i think there's some along the et highway and i know there's several out in the the deserts of nevada that have scuba diving and snorkeling and right. attributes listed on them just for the heck of it and people go collect those ones so they can complete the attribute challenge without having to do that are you calling that a liar's cash is the ceo calling it a liar's cash that's a good question i don't know i haven't done those <laughs> my point is is it's all a matter of perspective it is all a matter of perspective you know, i can i can click i can click the the attribute good for kids in fact i have clicked it for good for kids because it's an easy cash yeah never mind the fact that it's on a busy highway on a guardrail but it's good for kids because it's an easy cash but i did get a log that says this isn't so good for kids because I brought my grandkids out and this highway is way too busy. Then don't bring them. <laughs> don't let them out of the car. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. I mean, you can tell by, you can get an idea looking at the map, mm -hmm. the area, and especially if you're geocaching with kids or something, you can't just rely on an attribute one way or the other exactly you kind of got to look at the whole big picture look at the map look at the attributes read the descriptions and the logs right like in in your case if you're in the desert and you come up to a snorkeling attribute or a scuba attribute unless you're looking for sand sharks you're probably not going to find or need it you know <laughs> yeah those sand sharks will get you man though i tell absolutely you. <laughs> there are plenty of cashers that I have talked to you that said they don't even pay attention to the attributes. They don't. I, I'm one of them. I What attributes? I don't typically, unless I'm trying to look for a specific type of thing. Okay. Like if I want to find a night cache, then I'll get on the website and search the attributes looking for night caches. But you're not necessarily looking at the attributes. You're just no. doing a search under them. I'm doing a search under them and looking to see if the caches have them. Right. Because I'm looking for something specific. I don't necessarily go to the attributes and look for it. But yes, it's it's getting back on topic. The liars caches do tend to make the fizzy grids a little fuzzy. <laughs> but but again i mean with the exception of the co of that particular cache and you the the person doing the fizzy grid nobody's going to know the difference because all they're going to see is in my case son of creepy crawling now if you went and you put liar liar pants on fire cache into that fizzy grid <laughs> Yeah, okay. Somebody could call the fizzy grid police on you and say, foul ball, can't play that one. Again, it's all a game, man. Don't get all stressed out about it. It's all how you want to play it. You know, do you want to accept those those logs of, oh, I found I, I found it, but I couldn't open it. So here's a picture sent to the CO. Please allow my log that way. It's it's all how you want to play the game. And as a CEO, it's how I want, you know, 
how I want to enforce the game's rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is one of those subjects that people can get really heated on, like the whole, I couldn't find it, I couldn't sign it, so I took a picture and sent it to somebody. And right there are those caches that, cashers that will, the CEOs that will delete those logs right. and say, not acceptable. Or if you didn't have a pen, you know. Yeah. Oh, didn't have a pen, click, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I I always try to sign it myself, but I don't delete somebody's logs on my cache because they didn't sign it. Right. Because you don't want to be that type. It doesn't matter that much to me. People are finding it, it and that's what matters to me. And I feel like with the, with the liar's caches, I think as long as you know it's a liar's cache. I could see like when they originally started mm -hmm. and not knowing it was a liar's cache, exactly. being a bit upset about it. But I think as long as you know, the whole point of it is to just be creative and make up a story, mm -hmm. then I don't see any issue with it. If you don't want to do that, then skip it. Right. And, and I've had people find mine that just say TFTC and go on their merry way. Okay, that's fine. They they lost that opportunity to have a little fun. You know, that was a whole nother thing that I was thinking about with these. There are so many logs that you get that are just TFTC, or I've I've gotten logs that were just 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 a period. Yes, I've, I've gotten done that a log too. that was they must have just put a space in. Uh huh. Just because to make they something. were able to log it, but. It counts yeah. as a character. I've gotten just a space. And I'm sure that happens on Liar's Caches. And I can imagine the disappointment from the CO because that's not the point of the cache. And, I, and I've had, I had one person uh, log this, this Liar's Cache as uh, this person's partner stepped in a deep hole while looking for this cache and now we're sitting in the emergency room that was it no found it no nothing i actually for one time i actually reached out to that person and i said look you need to change your your log because this is a liar's cache i get it but an inexperienced person going for this cache will see that log and they won't want to go for it yeah he went ahead and edited his log, albeit he said, remember, this is a liar's cache. So it's like, okay, he edited it, but he didn't. <laughs> now, I have seen sometimes where people have logged it on their phones real quick and log found it will write note we'll update later, later yeah and, or an update later and then they either go back and update the original post or post it as a note log on right. there from their computer and then i feel like it's okay because it can if you're trying to type a lot on your phone and you're not one of these kids that can type under a desk without looking at it with your two thumbs better than you can at a keyboard right i i get needing to sit down at a computer and type a real if you're going to type a long story, doing something like that, as long as you remember to go back and do it, I guess in the end, it really doesn't matter, but that's kind of the whole point. Yep, I get it. But I mean, 
it's there to be fun. So you can choose not to do it. And you can choose to do a TFTC as, as the finder if you want. I don't care one way or another. I'm just putting it out there for people who do want to do it. That's the and way I look at it. I imagine just as you have cash owners who will delete your log if you don't write mm -hmm. and the, sign the physical log, I I imagine there may be COs of liars caches that will delete your logs if you don't write a, a liars log. Yeah. I I, I did don't have know that. if there are, but I can I could see it. I, I had that conundrum happen a couple of couple of people into this new one. And I'm like, okay, do I do I send them a happy little note saying, hey, guess what, guys? You forgot to read the description. You need to you need to give me a story. It's not worth it. If the if they don't want to read the description and, and you know more it it's their loss. It really is. Yeah. Because they they can have the fun, they can have the chance to to play with the imagination a little bit. I've had some real doozies. I've had I had one guy write me, I swear, if you were to print it up, it was probably a three-page essay. <laughs> on on how he killed a you know the grizzly bear with his loose sleeve notebook type of a thing and it was really good it it kept me enthralled the whole time that's awesome but it's like oh my gosh this guy has no life <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's actually a liar's cache near me that i want to go do but before I get it, I I keep thinking I gotta have a good story, at least a paragraph or something, that's what, you know. That's so what I thought. I keep working at like I want to have this idea in my head because I don't want to sit down at the computer with writer's block, not being able to log something. And I've been kind of toying with this I story idea in my head. I was like, okay, I've got something. I need to find time to go out and get it now. That's that's what I actually did when I went for my first liar's cash which is the one you spotlight uh, at the end. Uh, I went with the idea that, okay, I know it's a liar's cache. And cause I pre previewed it before I got there. So I know it's a liar's cache. What do I do with it? And that's where I read up on it a little bit and discovered that, okay, I'm supposed to write something that's kind of funny and, you know, out of this world, la la la. So I went with a preconceived notion. I couldn't pre-write it because, I mean, you could, I guess, if you want to, but I like to incorporate certain truisms into the story to make, make okay. it more believable. For example, in this particular case, I had my buddy with me, Abrupt Decay 98 um, is his geo name so i had to incorporate that into the story somehow and i'm not sure how i was going to do it but i knew i was going to take a star trekky role to the story because that's all i i, I am one of those that have no life i like <laughs> star trek so the the two liars caches i did back to back i started the story at this cache and i ended the story at this cache Okay. And it just worked out and it really was fun. So I said, I got to let other people have that fun. 
And now that I've done that, I got to let people know about this so that they can come with the idea that this is what's expected. Yeah, I was thinking about this, like with my son, because he's eight and, you know, he's writing and everything, but typing on a phone isn't necessarily the same, you know, and I usually help him write his logs when we find something. Sure. And I was thinking, how could I take him along and let him have fun with this and not necessarily have to type out his because he's creative and he could spit out some giant rambling I was, story. I was say, he's a smart kid. I've met him. I've he met him he could definitely, you know, give him a little time to think and he can he can spout something off. But then I got to try to type it up on the phone while he's rambling it off and everything. And I I came up with a solution for this actually from a previous podcast interview when I was talking with Cashing in the Northwest because he mentioned Mm -hmm. a lot of times he will record the text-to-speech into like a file and then put that into his logs like I can do that for him and let him create his own story and then put that in his geocaching log yep yeah. Or, or what I used to do before I had this newfangled phone is I actually used to type it out on Word of what my log was going to be. Let Word play with the spellings and the grammar yeah. and all that garbage. <laughs> and then copy and paste. And that worked really good. That will probably be what I do because I will probably log it and update it later uh-huh well, I you know have... you could save the log as a draft oh i could do that i could save it as a draft that's yeah. true i forget that's an option actually it's an option but I, the problem can... is is when you turn that on for this cache you gotta remember that it's still on for that other cache yeah that's that oh. i keep getting in that trap of like oh yeah that's why i'm not seeing it because it never sent <laughs> yeah i've i've got because I'm weird and I'd like to say I have a life, but my life evolves around a tiny human yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of podcasts. And they've done that, <laughs> not the podcast, but the tiny humans. Well, a lot of ones are podcasts that I listen to, and I really like when I can find ways to incorporate, even if nobody else knows it, where I can find ways to incorporate elements from storylines of other podcasts or something into other things Mm -hmm. that I enjoy nice and I actually did that with one of my adventure labs I made like a little mini almost like little mini fan fiction story based on the world of this one fictional podcast okay and I've got another podcast where they I, you may or may not have heard of it. It's called The Midnight Library. Uh-huh. Actually, I have. Okay. I love that podcast. <laughs> and in a recent episode, Irma, who is definitely not a demon, and you'll get it uh, if you listen to that, right. you know, licks the back of a guest knee, and they blame it on, oh, no, it's a it's a giant frog that's 
showed up from the pond that thinks it needs to live here. So it's like, oh, I heard that. And then I started automatically, my mind starts going, what if you were geocaching and you came upon the geocache and this giant frog or toad was there guarding it? Oh, geez. And you had to somehow get the geocache from this giant toad that's like the size of a German shepherd kind of thing. Now you're sounding like a dungeon master. I know, right? <laughs> How much do I have to roll to get past this giant toad? <laughs> that's a good question because the idea is you only have your caching kit. You, you don't have a sword or any magic uh, to get by it. <laughs> I've never actually played D&D, &D, but I, I could probably ask my sister and her husband what you might need to roll to get past this giant toad. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Something's not right with you, Amy. <laughs> There's a, yeah, you know what? It's genetic. Wow. Eat my family, and, and you get. A I did. Of, <laughs> you're, you didn't. Yeah, you're not meet the. You meet the uh, the bigger part of the family. You meet my dad's side of the family, and people go, "Oh, now we get it." <laughs> True story. True story. I went to my daughter's uh oh, what was it national honor society she was inducted to it and most of her teachers have never met me because i've been out of that state for 11 years so when i go to visit and and i'm there at the national honor society i'm cracking jokes and i'm you know throwing puns and well you've met me you know how i <laughs> So one of her teachers apparently comes up to her after the fact. This is my daughter telling me. She says, oh, yeah. She says, Miss So-and-so came up to me yesterday and said, now I see where you get your sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter, not even skipping a beat, she says, guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, it's genetic. We can't help uh, it. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool oh well speaking of cash highlights yes <laughs> as we find a segue into that nice <laughs> yeah that wasn't random at all not at all so you have a cash highlight for us yes and it is gc8 ty gg and that is called DNF Magazine's Best DNF? Yep. Okay, explain D this one to me. Okay, DNF Magazine is a local YouTuber, uh, vlogger, whatever you want to call him. Okay. And he was the one that I actually talked to the, about, about doing a Liar's Cash segment, and he, he never came back with anything. But uh, he created this Liar's Cash out in... A, a suburb of Peoria, Illinois, and we hit it on the way to a unofficial geo tour in Kiwani, Illinois, and 
like I said, it's it's right there on the cash page. This is a liar's cash. This is how you do it. And and I just had a ball. In fact, if anybody wants to look it up, it was uh, September 30th of 2020 was my log. So have a good time with that. Sorry, shameless, shameless self-promotion there. But um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun because it was one of those caches where you get in there and me and my buddy are looking around. It, it's in a park, first of all. It's in a park, not not widely used park. Okay. It's one of those parks that are kind of forgotten and they're trying to trying to re-inculcate it and get it going again, whatever. So it's it's in there and we're looking, well, there's this bear tree there's this mound of dirt there's these really old like landscape timbers i mean there's nothing to look at there there's a there's a shelter but it's like 50 feet from the coordinates so we're like well we'll give it a shot and we step out of the car and it was it's like i said earlier you look down and oh my gosh there it is this can't be right. This is way too easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we pick it up, we do our thing and we put it back where it was. And, and I told my buddy, I said, you, you know, this is a liar's cash, right? He's like, what's that? Okay. He obviously didn't read the description. So <laughs> I'm filling him in and he's like, oh, well, I'll go ahead and log that. I'll update it later. Hey, like you said. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to write something, but it's going to take a while. So I'm not even going to draft it. I'm just going to wait until we go for lunch and I'll write it up there. And sure enough, before we even had our meal, I had the whole darn thing typed up, ready to go. <laughs> Granted, it's not the two thumb, you know, micro, you know, machine guy. Just <laughs> I, It took a while because, of course, I got sausage fingers, but. I got it out and it's like, cool, I'm, I'm good. Send. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as I know, my buddy never did put a log in. Oh, I said, I, I met him. I met him like a few weeks after I said, Hey, did you ever put that log in for the liar's cash? He's like, Nope. I'm like, I'm going to? <laughs> nope. I'm like, why? He's like, I just can't think of anything to say. I'm so sad for you. Okay, whatever. Moving on. I <laughs> uh, see. I I have been accused of having an overactive imagination many times in my life. I still get that accusation, as you may have guessed from the whole giant toad conversation. Are you a Walter Mitty? Are, are you a Walter Mitty? <laughs> I, I feel like for somebody like me this is just this is that creative outlet this is something to give you that opportunity to just shine <laughs> and shine we do don't we shine we do <laughs> shine so we I, do so when i left my log on this one uh one of my buddy cashers down in bloomington he texts me like i don't know 5 minutes after i left the log He's like, oh, I love your log on that cache. I'm like, you read it? He's like, yeah. He's like, I've been watching it ever since it came out. I'm like, oh, well, now I watch it too. Because I just enjoy reading all these fanciful, you know, tales. That is, the liar's cache is definitely one that it's fun to go back 
and read previous logs and see what other mm -hmm. people have came up with. Right. That is a fun thing to do. I've, I've been doing that of the one that I planned and I, I really just need to go and get it. It's really not that far from me. Right. I, so I recently hit 299. And I'm thinking wow. I might make that 300. <laughs> what are you waiting on? Oh my gosh. I know. Well, you know, you have to incorporate that it's 300 in your tail. Like you've gotten 300 gemstones for this or some goofy thing like that. Uh-huh. I see those wheels turning. <laughs> you see Don't the wheels turning there. in my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> but I found mm -hmm. out through this uh, Project GC that we only really have two uh, liars caches that have liar in the name here in Illinois. Both of them are far from me. So chances of me getting to them, not likely. One's in the Chicago area, and I don't even remember where the other one is. But I hope to do more liars caches as I can find them because I really do have fun with them. I would love for Groundspeak to come back and kind of do like what they did with challenge caches and make people put that in the name. Okay. So it's easier to find. Or, or better yet, make an attribute for it. Yeah. I mean, we can't like even the, get an like, attribute for challenge caches or gadget caches. I don't foresee. <laughs> no, but the liars cache would be good because you could have the. It would be good. Like the, like the, um, the old image from the three stooges where it had the happy face, sad face, you know, oh, and make that the, make that the, the, uh, attribute, uh, icon. That would be good. I that would be very cool. I don't know what it takes to get new attributes. There's several. If, if anybody's listening from GCHQ, wish. yeah. Can we please get some new attributes? <laughs> A liar's cash one, even though liar's busy cash, kids don't like it. <laughs> cemetery cash, gadget cash, challenge cash. <laughs> let's let's get to work on those. Now, how would you document a challenge cache on an icon? You got yeah, exactly. like the the Iron Man look, and he's he's got like the wow. arms and the little lines coming out of like the muscles, like uh -uh. yeah, it looked like a Funko Popper edition. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can oh, no copywriting there. <laughs> Let's see what would you gadget cash would be easy because you just do some gears. Absolutely. Cemetery cash, you just have a little headstone. Or a cross. Or a cross. Well, no, 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 no. No, no, not a cross. Cross would, cross too... would offend. Yeah. Cross is yeah. too religious. Little little gravestone. Maybe the gravestone yeah. says RIP on it. There you go. RIP with the geocache symbol. There you go. Like one of my tombstones I made for uh, Halloween. I got one too. Yeah. <laughs> Mine says, uh, has initials G-O and last name Cash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, See, there we go, Groundspeak. We laid it out for you. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy sounds about right, yeah. Uh -huh. That's right up our alley. Yep. <laughs> so...
but yeah, as I, I told you earlier, uh, I do have an article on this coming out on the newest FTF, hopefully. So if anybody doesn't get this podcast, they'll still see about liars caches and get to read all about them, or at least a little bit about them. And maybe that'll get them going on the the idea of, hey, that, that kind of sounds fun. Maybe we will see more liars caches. That would be neat. I, I do mm-hmm. find the concept interesting. I like mm-hmm. the creativity. I like the idea of the creativity that you can have that going into it. Not everybody's going to do it, but right. I do like the fun little twist on it. Yeah. In fact, I was telling you about this geo tour out in Kiwani. It actually incorporates a liar's cache in it. So oh, that was it. that. That was that second phase of the two because I found the DNF uh, magazines okay. one, and we were going for that geo tour, which I didn't know at the time that there was a liar's cache in that. It just worked itself out. That's so cool. It was the small towns small towns uh geo tour or something like that so on project gc when you looked up the liars caches how did you search for that for anybody that might want to do that themselves uh search keyword for liar okay so just project gc keyword liar yep that was simple and click on the search by keyword and there it goes all 81 under the geocaching app or website or whatever you want to call it. I'm going so, to do yeah. that now. See if there's any more in my area. The only reason I know the one is a liar's cache, it's literally called liar liar. Uh-huh. So it's very easy to go, oh, I think this is a liar's cache and read the well, description. And yes, it is. And there was four of them that I found when I did that search. I think it was four of them. It had the exact same name, but we're in four <laughs> different states, Texas, Indiana, yada, yada, yada. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I do so, like that you can have multiple caches of the same name because heaven yes. knows that would be very difficult, very fast. If you had to have a cache of a different name from all the others out there in the world. Well, Lee, thank you so much for coming on today and and talking about Liars Caches with me. As always, it's been a blast. As always, we made little tangents, (laughs) but we got back on track. But we managed to keep back on it. (laughs) We always manage to circle back around. (laughs) That's right. Thank you for listening to Geocache Adventures. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about or an adventure you'd like to share, please contact me at geocache.adventures.podcast at gmail.com or just head over to geocacheadventures.org and head to the contact page and you can reach out from there. I'd love to hear from you. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers. It is full of articles and pictures all submitted by geocachers just like you. I'm a subscriber myself and I love it. My favorite part is the little snippets on the edges of the articles on all the different pages. Those are my favorites. Just go to ftfgeo.com to check them out and tell them Shadow Dragon 1 sent you.